Welcome to Soul Science Podcast with Dr. Liz Lehman and Jacqueline Kane. Today's topic, we wanted to talk about opioid and mental health because it's a really big problem right now. And we'd like to help give some suggestions of other ways to heal to get to the root cause. Yeah, that's perfect. And we, in researching for this podcast, July is actual opioid abuse awareness month. So I think people are going to be hearing a lot about this in the next month because it's so ubiquitous. Like so many people are addicted to pain medicines and it, it is, it's a gateway to, to heroin. That's not fake. I mean, just in looking it up, what like 5% of people who are on chronic pain medicines transitioned into heroin use, which is terrifying. Very terrifying. And there's a lot of trauma. Our kids, let's face it, during COVID, our kids have been through trauma. So going forward, how do we help them get through and heal the trauma that they've attracted into their bodies because it's global, right? Um, and so let's talk about mental health and opioids and why, why is it such a, a big deal? Why are so many people addicted to opioids? Well, coming from my medical background, and I'm just gonna say it, Jackie, you know how I feel. There, big pharmaceutical companies wanted to make money. They're in the business of making money. They're not in the business of helping and healing. Because no, because healing doesn't make money. Exactly. They don't want well people. They want sick people. There's no money to be made on healthy, happy, well people. No, no. So, I mean, no. we, we've had this discussion. It's so true. So they came up and it was probably in the 1980s that they came up with the pain scale where it became a societal norm. Any patient walks into their doctor's office, walks into a hospital. When you check in, they will ask you to rate on a scale from one to 10, what level of pain you're having today. I don't know. I mean, we all have pain every day. Pain is yeah. normal. <laughs> it is normal. And the older you get, the more stuff hurts. And frankly, I see that as a, um, hey, I'm alive. Something hurts today, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can feel my body. Right. That I means can... I'm alive. Right, yes. I feel my back, I feel my knee, I feel my hands. Yes, I am in pain. And we are not as humans meant to be pain-free ever. But- Although we can be pain-free. We can be but... pain-free. Or, but I think you can live, you learn to live with your, your pain and you minimize, um, you, you minimize what is going on in your body. It becomes in balance. It becomes in tune. I mean, I feel very balanced. I don't know if I'm ever pain-free because of my arthritis in my hands and everything. Like throughout the day, I will have various moments where I'm like, oh, I did something that hurts it. You know, I don't go run and take a pill though. But the design, the intent of these pharmaceutical companies was for you to become addicted. I'm just gonna say it, they, they did it. They did it because you're not allowed to leave the hospital if your pain score is eight or above. They will keep giving you pain medicine until you say, unless you walked in and said your pain is 10 out of 10, 
And some days it is. Some days you have that migraine. Some days you have, you know, like the shingles are acting up or whatever is going on. Your shoulder's dislocated. Yeah, that's a 10 out of 10 pain. I've done that before. That can be fixed. But yeah, that was their intent. And they have created a society of people who are addicted to narcotics and now rely on narcotics for everything. You know, when when you're depressed or when you're upset, take a pill. That's not that's not a good way to live. And it gets reinforced by the um, commercials on TV, the radio, everywhere. There's signs everywhere because they have the money to market like that, where healing professionals really don't. So it is a problem. And um, what's I forgot where I was going to go with that. Um, but it is a problem. So why do we enjoy have enjoy being on them? It makes us feel good, right? It makes, it makes them it gets us out of dealing with my life and facing the fact that I may not be happy. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll share personal story here. Um I had surgery on my hand that stopped me from being an anesthesiologist. Four days after that first surgery, I developed shingles. And it was right on my forehead. I don't know, you can still see a scar there. And I'd never been a a headache person in my life other than, um, you know, whatever. I had too much to drink the night before, travel, jet lag, that kind of stuff. No migraines, that was not my thing. I had the shingles here and they went all around my eye. They cleared up, but they left me with the term is post-herpetic neuralgia, where the shingles virus is in that nerve root and it stays dormant there and it has inflamed the nerve. So it caused a headache that was like an ice pick going into my brain for five months straight. I was miserable. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was it was rough. The the surgery. I recovered from that for a week. The shingles took me a solid six months. Um, It really knocked me off my game. And so, you know, whatever. I was on the anti-shingle medicine, the antivirals. Then the headache started. Then I saw the internist. They, of course, give you pills. And, you know, you are desperate. I was desperate to feel better. I'm stuck on the couch. I can't do anything. I'm miserable. put me on like the Neurontin, put me on the Elevil. I was taking the Percocets from surgery and my hand surgeon was like, well, you need to have more of those because you know, you're so miserable. You know, the hand wasn't hurting, it was a headache. So I was taking all these medications, trying to find an answer. And for the first time in my life, I saw how somebody could become addicted to pain medicine which was mind blowing to me because as an anesthesiologist, I routinely administered narcotics for pain in the operating room and pain in the recovery room. I was like, it's a standard. I mean, I wasn't writing prescriptions for long-term treatment of stuff. That just is not my scope of practice. And people would come in addicted all the time. And, you know, as anesthesiologists, myself and other people, we would sort of roll our eyes like, oh God, we got another one. You know, there can't get the list of drugs this long. Something's wrong up here. But, you know, we just kind of like, whatever. I saw how it could happen and it terrified me 
because I, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more. I had gotten my medical marijuana card. So I'm in the state of Maryland. It was legal. I got that. And I was like CBDing, THCing. I was doing everything I could. And I had to stop it all. I stopped everything because it wasn't stop working. cold turkey? I, yeah. I did not want to. Well, I tapered off. I think it was on the Elevil at the time, because if you stop that cold turkey, you can get seizures. So I tapered that down and I started acupuncture. That was the only thing that worked because the medicines weren't working. They were making me dull in the brain. I still had the pain yeah. and I kept having to up and up and up the dose. And that's what happens. Like your body gets used to it. It's a, it's a medical thing like we all know you develop tolerance to that level of narcotic in your system and the only way to go is up there's like so yeah i i stopped it and um but it it is because it's very easy and it's you think of these drug addicted people it's not the guy who's living you know under the underpass no it's it's your neighbor it's the person you it's the person in the cubby next to you. It's your coworker. It's the it's the mom next door, the mom who's dropping their child off. I mean, I've had so many clients come in and say, I take all these drugs and it only takes the edge off. So even after all that drugs, and let alone, you don't even know what those drugs are doing to your liver, your kidneys, the rest of your body causing dehydration, right? And these people, these clients have been in pain for like decades, sometimes 40 years, you know, it's just crazy. Right. And you go, they go see their regular doctor and they're like, oh, let's give you this. Let's try this. Or you're like, oh, you know, I'm really constipated. Well, we're going to give you this to treat the constipation. It's because you're taking your Percocets or your Percodans or your morphine. Uh, Yeah. Right. You're taking all those pain pills. That is a side effect of them. So you don't then add another pill. You need to get rid of what's causing the problem. Jackie, what do you tell your clients? How do you get them off well first we have to understand pain pain in our lives is telling us that we're out of balance right we talked about this before that there the ease we're not in the ease and flow of our lives and it's trying to get our attention but we're so busy and as humans we go 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 it's a really fast society we don't want to take the time to slow down but if you slow down you took a few breaths maybe did some yoga, maybe did some breathing and start asking your body, okay, low back. Like you have all the answers inside of you. If you started asking your low back, what is it you need today? What do you need to feel better? And sometimes it could just be, I'm tired. Could you please lay down for a little bit and take a nap because you're going 24 seven and I can't keep up and I'm depleted and I can't help one more person. Um, You know, and there's a really great book, Louise Hayes, Mm -hmm. how to heal your body. In the back of the book, she goes through every ailment. I don't know, she must've channeled the whole thing, but every ailment and what it does. And when clients come to me, say they've had low back pain for, years or no matter how long you've had it okay so what's the emotion under that pain so say you have back pain how does that make you feel 
How do you feel about that? Are you worrying about it? Well, I'm really worried it's going to get worse. I'm worried I will never be pain-free. I'll never get my life back, right? I'm worried about what else is going to go wrong. And then if, then if we, because our thoughts and our beliefs create a reality, right? So if the other thing about low back is where's your support system? Low back is all about how supported you feel in life. And if you're not feeling supported energetically, right? Because in order to heal on all levels, energetic, spiritually, physical, all of it, you have to look at everything. So if you look at the energy and you're living a life where you're doing everything for everybody and you're unsupported, that pain is gonna go into your low back and you're gonna start feeling it there. That because it becomes physical, because you've had that low pain back long enough, you've probably lived a lifetime and learned that you had to do it all because maybe your parent, you you grew up in a dysfunctional family, let's face it. I'm sure many people <laughs> have lived in dis dysfunctional families there's because we were meant to <laughs> right. all forms of dysfunction yes yes i think everybody can say yep this is you know yeah yeah and we learn from our families they're our best teachers but how can we learn that and transition that that um dysfunction into living our best life and letting it go and healing and so that's what i when I, a client first comes in I start asking them, how does the pain make you feel? When was the first time you felt that pain? What was, there's always something going on when a person first starts that pain. Mm -hmm. If we go there and we experience, now again, if, if somebody's had a lot of trauma, this is very gentle work because we can't just throw you back into the trauma to re-traumatize you. It's a journey, right? Of, of peeling the layers away to uncover what the pain is trying to tell you. So each layer we peel away, and if we're sticking with low back pain just for an exercise right now, okay, what happened the first time you had that? You felt it. Well, maybe my husband told me he didn't want, he didn't love me anymore. Maybe that was the start of the unraveling of my marriage, right? And you took on that physical pain because you really don't want to deal with the emotions. And it's the same thing if we take it all back to, um, you know, opioids. If you, if you're not communicating well, if you're in bad relationships, then who wants to feel that, right? So we just start taking pills just to numb all of that. And in order to heal it, just like you, you went to an acupuncturist, you got back to the body because your body knows how to heal. That acupuncturist helped improve your meridians in your body, opened up your energetic channels so that there was more ease and flow in your life. And helped you to have the courage to do to make a shift i think that is so awesome i mean you just nailed it so it is our repressed emotions and all the things we've never dealt with mm -hmm. that are becoming manifesting as different pains 
That's what you're saying, right? I mean, yeah. The energetic and the emotions over time become physical. Yeah. And I, the more research I was doing, because this is, it's about using the, finding the right words to explain to people how I help people become pain-free. And in that studies, I became aware of Bernie Siegel. And Bernie Siegel, back in 1970s, said that when he asked his cancer patients, what was the underlying emotion? Resentment. Underlying emotion for cancer patients was resentment. How many of those people had buried all of their anger and resentment? Because anger is not an emotion that we're comfortable expressing. We're taught it's not right. Be the good right. little girl. You're not angry. Don't show anger. Yeah. Nice. Get over it. Don't make a big deal about it. Right? I mean, oh my God, it goes on and on. So what yeah. do we do with that energy of, ugh, like, ugh? We suppress it. Think of what that does on that cellular level. That yes. you put it into your cells, and of course they're going to grow abnormally. They're going to mutate into cancer. Mm -hmm. We're going to produce more children with that suppressed anger. Yeah. Right. So generationally, it's passed down from one to the next. Even um, recently, there's we've had a few people in the family with breast cancer, and I'm like, boy, you would never. Louise Hayes says breast cancer is unresolved anger, unresolved resentment. And I, I was thinking about this, like the person in our family who ended up with breast cancer, she was very sweet and she didn't seem like she got angry, but she was very quiet. So, you know, did she suppress it her own? Or was that energetically passed down ancestrally and it was created in her body, it transformed as breast cancer in her. Right, and I know you need to determine like, you know, it helps to determine where it came from and part of the treatment, but bottom line is you've got these underlying resentments and angers and imbalances energetically that are causing the disease they're causing the pain they're causing this chronic misery and it, and it becomes so like self-fulfilling you know like we it's much easier to operate at that miserable level that's at low level energy and and then you gravitate to people who are also in that and then it further reinforces you know how do we up level our energy to to start the treating of all of this, the healing. How do we do it, Jackie? Well, and let's face it, because we want to have a tribe, right? And the world is lives in misery and the world gossips. So that's what we all do when we get together. So I know in my own journey, I had to make the decision um, because my marriage was actually falling apart. And in that healing, I had to make the decision. I didn't want to gossip anymore. I wanted something completely different. And to be different, I had to stop the gossip. I had to like actually spend less time with those friends that that's all they did, right? And God bless them, I love them, and I wish I could spend more time with you, but I wanna, I wanna have fun. I wanna help uplift more people. I don't wanna help bring more people down. So it does kind of take commitment on your part to say, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not gonna be that person anymore. 
and I want to be something different. And it's scary in the beginning because you may have to shift your friends. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep, I have pulled back from those toxic relationships. You're right, the ones that want to get together, have a bottle of wine, and have a total bitch fast. And you're like, and you leave there feeling horrible. Like it's not an uplifting lunch event. It's like bringing you down. So you do have to up level your you know, your cohort, your people who yeah. you're spending time with. Um, and it, that's a boundary thing too, because you're like, it, no, you just can withdraw or ghost them. But you know, it, it's better to kind of deal with it, I think, and just be like, yeah, I'm not able to, to meet up with you right now. Yeah. And it does go back to how much self-love do you want to give yourself? Yeah. And you you are worthy enough to have better relationships. There's there's seven billion people in the world. There's going to be more people out there that you can find to hang out with, who are all about uplifting the planet and helping each other instead of bringing them down. Right, right. And as women, and I think this was ingrained in us so early on, and it became a thing like for us to fit into the crowd. You think about when you're like. You know, I remember in fifth grade and people like, oh, I'm fat or, oh, you know, ooh, I don't like this or my shoulders are clunky. I don't like them. And you start this negative dialogue to fit in and we're doing it decades later and it's breaking that cycle. We've yeah. got to break it. Yeah, you've got to break it. And not just for us, but for the future generations, because what are we teaching our kids, right? And they have it hard enough with everything that's going on in the world and as they evolve. And so how can we make it easier for them? So when we clear the energy, when we get to the root emotion that we want to feel and tune into how are we feeling on a daily basis, it makes all the difference in the world. Um, and that's what I get to do with my clients. And that's what I've done in my life. My life today is just such a shift from where I, I came from and I get to be authentically me. My clients get to stand up for themselves and be them in an unapologetic way, speaking up for themselves and having a lot more fun and manifesting so much more. Oh, that's so, so great, Jackie. You're a light worker. Like you, <laughs> you really are though, because you healed yourself and put yourself on that path of enlightenment and like higher vibration and abundance. And now you're teaching other people because you can't do it for them. You're teaching them how to find it in themselves and do it. And as a result, their mental health is improved their physical health and pain is diminished or negated and they're surrounding themselves with light and positive energy so you are a light healer Aww. it's fun and, and the ripple effect of that because when we do it for ourselves we give other people the permission to do it for themselves and it's a beautiful ripple effect across the world so yeah so yes i would think like the take home is really to instead of reaching for that pill that quick fix that our society has made such a norm whether it's for pain or diet or anything you know there is no quick fix and as you said it's all in here it's opening up your heart and mind to what's happening in your body and those emotions are causing the imbalance so don't take a pill don't take a pill guys 
look into another way to treat it. Go see Jackie. Where can we find you, Jackie? So say just somebody's listening and they're like fascinated with this conversation and want to learn more. Where can people find you? So you can look me up at my website, JacquelineMKane.com. So that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E-M-K-A-N-E.com. I also have a Facebook group, Healing Circle by Jacqueline Kane, where I offer, right now I'm offering a lot of free, uh, free healing sessions on there as a group. So come and see me there. I mean, it doesn't get better. You heal, you heal, number one, but you're going to heal for free. So everybody, <laughs> that. like, that's amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully everybody will take home those lessons and live in less pain. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.